Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. I'm outside. I'm walking in the streets of New York City. I've been here before on and off in my life quite a bit. Used to live here, as some of you know that. I'm up in the, uh, just walking off the Times Square area down 49th Street, past a uh, favorite pizza place of mine. I'm now walking by, like every place in this city has like weird memory triggers for me. Like this is the Sirius building, right? This is where, okay, I've done radio shows here. And we're actually headed towards 30 Rock because I'm gonna interview Jimmy Fallon. Now, of course, I've been to 30 Rock plenty. I've done Conan O'Brien a lot of times back in the day, different haircuts, different pants, occasionally the same pants, once or twice same shirt, uh, different eyeglass frames, facial hair configurations. But I've definitely spent a lot of time taking expensive limos from down the street to this place before I realized I don't need to take a car, dude. I'll just take the subway and then I have to be stuck in traffic in a fancy car. That's besides the point. I'm going to interview Jimmy Fallon. I don't know Fallon that well. I don't think I've ever met him. Sorry about the wind, but we're outdoors here. I don't know that I, I don't think I've ever met Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if he listens to the show. I'm excited that he wants to do the show, but I'm a little nervous because he seems like a very well-adjusted guy. Seems like a friendly guy. Seems like a guy who's had a very charmed career. And uh, he seems to be having a good time, so I don't want a buzzkill. I don't want to go in there and be like, dude, uh, you got to be fucked up somehow. I want to, well, we do share some things. We like the Rolling Stones. He got to hang out with Mick and Keith, which I find exciting. Uh, Jessica's been singing this song all day. Uh, I'm an idiot, I'm your boyfriend, which I believe is taken from a Rolling Stones song. Uh, worried about you, I believe. Look, there's a sign. See where it says NBC Studios? Isn't that great looking? There's Radio City Music Hall. There's the guy that sells that horrible meat. Yeah, we'll cross. Look at that meat on that. Who would eat that? Just like it looks like whole chicken pieces just chopped up with some Middle Eastern sauce on it. Isn't New York great? Look, there's a cupcake place. That's some high-end cupcakes. But Rockefeller Center is such a great building. Look at all the, the reliefs and the murals on the other side, that gold statue of that guy laying down that you see on the beginning of uh, 30 Rock and SNL. I used to love coming up here. It was very exciting. It's like doing real television. Now we're going to have to go through some security thing. Hey, maybe we'll get a pat down. <laughs> but it's very exciting. That, they got the big Diego Rivera uh, murals, and then there's some murals on the inside. It's a beautiful fucking building. Art Deco Paradise. I just love that sign that says NBC Studios because it looks like it's been there since like 1940. Like a classic sign. It's all, also a little heartbreaking for me too because I used to like do this show with Conan all the time and I met with Lorne Michaels once but you know never happened for me up there did you see that guy just walk by and yell into the mic why do people feel like they have to do that I didn't hear what he said look at all these people at the NBC shop well, let's go into the building I'm kind of tempted to keep recording so they'll tell me I can't record anymore so I can say uh, you don't understand I'm going up to interview Jimmy Fallon I just have to be careful not to call him Jimmy Kimmel. I, like, I've got that in my head that that's a possibility. Oh, look at that. Rainbow Room, Observation Deck, NBC Studios. So exciting. There's a double-decker tour bus. Gray line. How are you, folks? 
guy with the mic on the street, nice to see you. They used to come down and meet me, take me up to the elevator, go to the dressing room. I'm not going to get nostalgic. Let's go talk to Jimmy. This show is fantastic. Oh, I listen to it on my phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, just you got the app? Yeah, I got oh, the app. Oh, you got WTF my face app. on your phone? Yeah, right your face on. is on my phone. Yes, yeah, this is my third phone your face has been on. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a great app, and like I, I love it too. Even like if so, if I get an email in the middle, I'm like, ah, I go back and it goes, do you want to resume from where you left off? I sure. Go, this it's, is unbelievable. And then it's me complaining again. It's the best. No, but yeah. it's so good. It's a great, great, great show. I mean, oh, thanks, man. I got to say the Dane Cook one was great. I just heard the Gallagher one was Were great. Were you friends with Dane? I mean, for some reason, I had put you in, I thought you started in Boston, but you didn't. No. A lot of people think I'm from Boston. Why I'm from is that? New York. Because I, I did so much Boston stuff. I did a, I did, on Saturday Night Live, I did these Boston characters that love Boston. And then right. I did a movie about a guy who loves the Red Sox. That, right. The, what was that Fever movie Pitch. Called? Oh, Fever Pitch. Not the cab movie. What no, was that's the, Taxi. Right. Or it's also known as the cab movie as well. <laughs> like, they're under, under two titles. It was released twice. <laughs> they tried it twice. Didn't work either time. <laughs> didn't work. No. The cab movie didn't. They thought that would be catchier. They go, people will understand what it's more Maybe, about. Yeah, taxi's too complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's no. talk about the cab movie. And that, know, the reason I remember that is I read for it. I read for one of those, you know, the comedian parts where you just basically go, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, and get out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> one good. Of those, one of those parts. Patton yeah. Oswalt was in, he was in the cab movie. We were in, uh, almost famous together. I knew this. Now, where are you? Are you on the bus? I right actually before? referred to you. Like I, I was the angry promoter that said, "You know, lock the gates." Yes. And they crash through the. Oh, you know, I love that. And I'm chasing the bus up with uh, the little golf cart. Yes. Right, and I mention your name. Like you, know, I'm going to tell so and so, and then you sort of show up. You become that guy. So we actually were connected. How fun was that? Did you enjoy that? Sure, it was. A, it was the greatest two minutes of cinema I've ever experienced. I have, that was. A, Sometimes never... those two minute things are the one. Though. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. He I was had very... two minutes in the Woody Allen movie. And you that, did. Uh, it's called any anything else. Yeah, it was Jason Biggs and Christina Ricci. Uh huh. They also called it the Cab movie. Yeah, the Cab movie it didn't I, work. Originally, either with that it was one. Taxi. <laughs> but the first take. Yeah, the it was first called title. Anything Else, anything and that one was called. But it was Woody, and I was doing the scene. And I remember I was just so hot and I was sweating. We're in yeah. an Indian restaurant. And uh, I just wanted some direction from Woody Allen. So I, I just so I can say that I got, yeah. you know, because he, he wasn't telling me to do anything. So he came over and I to talk to Christina or Jason. They were the stars. And I go, uh, is there anything I'm doing wrong? Is there anything I could do different? He goes, no, just uh, don't sweat. <laughs> That's exactly what you want. And, and, uh, and then uh, he yeah. hit his head on this lamp yeah. behind him. And he got out of the way. And then he... He went down and talked to somebody else, and he hit his head on another lamp. He goes, I'm, I'm going to hit every lamp for symmetry. <laughs> I swear. It was like, that is the, exactly what I wanted. I'm like, I'm so happy he talked and said something. <laughs> then I saw him the next day yeah. on Houston in, in New York City. Just walking? Him. He was filming another scene, but I wasn't in it. I only had two minutes. Mm -hmm. So I saw him go, I'm eating a slice of pizza. And I go, hey, Woody, what's going on? And he backed into a brick wall. looked <laughs> like I was going to mug him really? or something. He was like, he just backed it was really, it was awful. And I was like, what? And I thought I did something wrong. So I go, I, I, okay, later I just walked away and yeah. I called my agent. I go, I, was I awful in this movie? Like, he looked like <laughs> he still wanted you... no part of me. Yeah. And he was kind of talking a little bit. Like, he was asking yeah. me from, I was born in Brooklyn and all this stuff. And we yeah. were talking about that. But yeah. on the movie, but this thing was like the next actual day, he wanted nothing to do with me. So your last experience was him backing against a, a brick he wall? He backed against a brick wall like I, I thought was he was holding gonna do a, a gun. I thought he was going to do a callback to the lamps. Like, <laughs> I'm going to touch every brick wall. <laughs> no, not at all. He was just like, dude, I'm busy now. I'm, I'm over you. Oh, I, I so dealt with you yesterday. 
But yeah, that couldn't have been it. Maybe he. Thought I think he he's just an interesting guy that Maybe, doesn't like to talk. Like he's not that outgoing. I think I I'm heard not, that when he directs, he doesn't like. He just lets people sort of just do it. No, I, the best. Part, I mean, that was one of the easiest movies I worked on. Was they this, go, did you have one, like? Did you have a lot of lines, or was it before you? Was it like one of your first things? One of my first things. I did almost famous than this one. Right. And I had like a couple lines. I mean, I had like. Maybe 10, 15 lines. And he was sort of hands-off aside from the sweating thing? Yeah, totally. <laughs> super hands-off. Well, you get the script that day, yeah. that morning, and you got to just learn your lines that day. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. He cast you, and you, and, and then you get your script that morning? Yeah. No, you don't see the script. You don't. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing. You go, he casts you in this old place where he cuts his movies. Like, he uh -huh. still cuts them with, like, uh -huh. a blade. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and tapes them together. That's how sure. he, he cuts his movies. Still? Yeah. Well, he Wild. did when I did this yeah. movie, and I was like... So I met him there, and he goes... Uh, you, you know, just just come in, just like act like you know you 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 you're saying hello to somebody, an old friend, and then he cupped his uh, around his eyes like this. Yeah, and I walked in. I go, hey, what's up? And I go, oh, whatever I did. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, yeah, I like do the, do just that. That's great. Do that. And I go, oh my god, that's no way I got it right. That was he's just being nice to me. Yeah, and I left, yeah. and they go, he loves you. It's great. <laughs> so I'll see you on this day. They go, do I script? They go, nope. You get the script that day. I go, all right. <laughs> You go to your. I don't even think I had a trailer. <laughs> you just uh, you get, show up. I mean, I might have had a trailer. A chair? Do you have a chair? There might have been like a bucket <laughs> turned upside down. I, a milk I sat, crate. A milk yeah, crate. Yeah. I sat on that. I played it for a little drum. But I, I remember, like lunch. Yeah. You have to be out by five thirty is when the day ends because he wants to make it to the Nick game. Right. I know that. Right. But then also, lunch happens. There's no catering. There's no so lunch to go. All right. See you in an hour. Really. That's it. And I'm like. Uh, okay, so I went again, got pizza again. I was in this pizza phase, yeah. and uh, yeah, I went and got pizza and came back an hour later and was ready to go again for the scene. And that was it. That's the way he works. Well, that's. I mean, he seems like one of those guys that just needs to keep making movies no matter what, whether they're good or bad, or whether he, you know, people like him or not. It doesn't matter. He's just this working guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if he thought he'd make this many movies. I don't think so. I mean, I think he just keeps going. Like, I think it's how some of those guys feel alive. I mean, it's like you were dealing with. I'm so envious of you because I'm a huge uh, Stones guy. And I'm looking around your room, your office here, and I, and I feel like we have a lot in common for some reason. I mean, <laughs> I do. Because you have Buddy Holly. Oh, Buddy Holly in a stained glass. But, but that's like, did you have that consignment too? I mean, did <laughs> No. You, did, did that's you? actually from Neil Brennan. That's from, uh, do you know Neil? Of course, yeah. yeah. So that's from Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan was dating a girl, and we were just talking about Buddy Holly. And I said, that's why I love Buddy Holly. He goes, oh, my God, are you serious or are you lying to me? I go, no, I love Buddy Holly. He goes, well, then... I have something for you because my new girlfriend said there's no way we can keep this in the living room. <laughs> it's a giant stained glass with thing. Buddy Holly right in the center. Yeah, but how did you find out? Because when I was a kid, my father loved Buddy Holly, and so he plowed it into my head. Me like, too. Really? I think that's what it is. Yeah, but they had, my parents had a record album called Buddy Holly Lives. Uh, why we had the golden hits or something? Like it, it was yeah, it was all, the greatest hits type right, of thing. But right. it was, I think it was spray paint on brick. It said Buddy Holly. Well, I remember lives. that. I remember that album. It's like a double album. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I started hearing that when I was like 11 or 12, like all of them over and over again, because my dad was crazy for it. That and the soundtrack of American Graffiti. And so all that's it's plowed into my head. I mean, that soundtrack. My dad was really into doo-wop. You know, they're both from Brooklyn. My mom and dad are from Brooklyn. Yeah. My dad was really into doo-wop. My dad was also in, in Vietnam. He was in the Navy in Vietnam. And so when I would, and he used to sing doo-wop on the ship. Really? Yeah. With a couple guys from the Navy, they all yeah. get together and sing all these doo-wop songs. We'd play, you know, we'd drink beers and listen to, uh, you know, reel-to-reel -reel tapes of him and his uh, shipmate singing doo-wop and stuff. And so I remember watching like my first uh, Vietnam War movie, you know, and it's all Hendrix and the Doors, and I'm like, 
Where's well the doo up? Yeah, this is insane. Like, <laughs> where the doo up in the trenches? Yeah, I mean, where's like this is like this is like where's Dion and the Belmonts? Like, I know this is what they really listen to yeah. in the real Vietnam. Right. It turns out, no, my dad was just it's a just nerd. The doo up was way gone. The doo up was gone in the fifties. Yeah. I mean, yeah. late early sixties. Yeah. Doo up was finished by sixty four. So you there, there were guys off, and your dad joins you. And dad's like, no, I'll just drink this beer out of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's living in a. T- he's like, yeah, he's gonna smoke a cigarette in his you know yeah, sleeve, roll up rolled sleeve. up in his sleeve. I go, oh, wait, what? So, Dad, nobody else was listening to Do Up when you were singing? He's like, well, I mean, certain people were. It's still kind of around. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I thought it was the, I thought that was the Vietnam era. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was all Do Up. Yeah, yeah. I'm he, totally. He, he misled you. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, I think it was all the, uh, you know, anti-war stuff didn't, you, you know, it kind of bled over, I think, to just psychedelic music in general right that whole scene that that whole yeah yeah all the the students rebellions and then the music sort like we had of a couple beatles that. albums stuff like that but we didn't have any of that anti-war stuff uh, or music in our ha- in our home well i think there was also those sur- those soldiers that that resonated with like you know, with their feelings of frustration or whatever and they kind of but your dad was old school i guess he was old school he was like yeah no no they, he didn't like those songs was uh was your dad drafted in or you or just uh, you don't know i think he volunteered yeah Does i it, think so i think did he see action? It, draft? No. No. Uh, but he was like, he, you know, he's, it was a tough time. It was a lot of stuff going down. He was a radar man on the, on the USS Constellation. And I think out of San Diego. He told me a, one funny story. Because he used to sing doo-wop and also get in fights, like in gangs in Brooklyn. That was his, that's what people did when he grew up. Yeah. Irish neighborhood? Uh, yeah. I'd say Irish, Irish-Italian neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and maybe some Puerto Rican. Yeah. Friends, but is, are you? You're pretty Irish, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Irish and German is what I, yeah. I am. But I, so I, I just, I, 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 you know, but I grew up with a bunch of partying and stuff like that. But anyways, my dad had a, a kind of a short temper, you know, yeah. as a kid, and so he's in the navy, and I'm there for because we just had Fleet Week on our show, and we uh-huh. invited all the, you know, servicemen and women to come to the show because I remember the story. My dad was, uh, he wanted to grow a beard. He just grew a beard, and then and, and whenever some lieutenant or something came up to him or whoever was in charge said, "You can't grow a." A beer? What's wrong with you? You have yeah. to ask for permission. Yeah, uh, you know, and they did something to him. They put him in some jail, or did they did something to beer him? jail? Beer jail. Yeah, I heard of that. And they, uh, <laughs> it was also called the Cab Movie. <laughs> but be- beer jail sold more. Ep- we sold more DVDs in beer jail than you'll ever see. They're, I think they're up to like 14 sequels of that. I think they're going to reissue Beer Jail. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Re- they, I think someone's doing it on a director's cut. Yeah, beer jail. They're doing it live. It's insane. You got to hear the music. It's like, I can't wait. But anyway, so anyway, so he goes. To, so 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 he gets permission to finally grow this beard. So he grows the beard, and then he's about to, it's Fleet Week. And he's about to leave, and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you trying to do? He's like, what? And they go, do you have? Uh, what is that? What is that in your face? Like that's a beard. I grew a beard, and they go, "That's an awful beard." And he goes, "Well, I, I know. Well, they go, we can't let you off the ship with that beard." And he goes, uh, "Well, I'll go shave." And they go, well, you, "You can't just shave. You need permission to shave this beard." <laughs> they they got to be fucking with him. Yeah, I think so. So I think he like had a nervous breakdown on the on the aircraft carrier, which I would have done the same thing. Hey, did he kick some ass? He, I, no, he, he, I think he went to. Yeah, he probably went to hit this guy. <laughs> You know, and then said, no, I'm not doing this. This is insane. I don't know. Are you trying to drive me nuts? <laughs> did, did he get off the ship? No. Mm. Stayed on the ship and went crazy. So you get along. Is he still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys are pals? Yeah, yeah. I talk to him all the time. I talk to him once a day. That's probably him calling right now. Really? Yeah. Is he still over in Brooklyn? Where's he going? No, they moved to upstate when me and my sister were like two years old. We all moved out of Brooklyn. So, so like when you say short temper, because my dad was sort of a nut too. I mean, like, yeah, like you know, all around, you're constantly your whole childhood was like, oh god, 
What's he was, gonna happen? Well, he was the mean one. I, yeah. I mean, he didn't really, you know, he didn't like hit everybody. You know, yeah. he didn't hit us or hit yeah. my mom or anything. But like, he was the guy. Like, you did, our mom was a softie. Yeah, you know, we could get away with stuff. We so there's a lot of hiding behind mom. Yeah, we go, yeah. come on, mom, let's take care of us. <laughs> yeah. like, but my dad, like, I'm gonna turn this thing around. You know, like that type of thing. But he wouldn't <laughs> yes. say it. He would just do it and like step on the gas really quick. Like, <laughs> no all right, you guys want to go to the mall? Then <laughs> then we're gonna go to the mall. Here we go. Like peel out and stuff. And like everyone's cr- we're crying in the back seat. My mom's like, we shouldn't go to the mall now, right? The kids are crying. This is insane. You know, and he's like, oh, we're going to go. We promise, right? Everyone wants to go. So let's go. Let's do this. Like, now you're going to have fun, right? And we're crying. You know, I remember like fun things like that. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. So yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, now we, we get along real well. That's fucking great. And your mom, too? Yeah. Yeah. They're both. They're both. They should both be in insane asylums. But my, you know, I, I still, I talk to them all the time. My mom is just the number one embarrassing person to me oh, i mean yeah. she, she like, goes, oh, my mom does that too i mean uh, scenes like she will the <sighs> worst one is i go she you know once i got on Sarah live she told everybody you know yeah. he's on Sarah live he did this did you see the baby on this she calls me the baby I'm, yeah you know, oh really still yeah i shave i how mean many, please I'm, how many how many subs do you got one sister gloria and she's older yeah and one so year older you're, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, that doesn't Still make her baby. feel good. Yeah, I'm the baby. This yeah. is the dumbest thing. So the I go, baby did the cab all, movie. Yeah, it's like stop, stop calling me the baby. It's ridiculous. So she goes. I go home to visit, and yeah. she goes, "Let's go out to dinner." And I go, "I don't want to come home to go out. Yeah, I live yeah. in New York City. The, yeah. You think there's a good restaurant in New York City? <laughs> I don't come to Socrates to go out. But yeah. all right, if you want to go out to dinner, let's go out to dinner. I just don't embarrass me. Let's not do a big thing. I don't want to. I hate to make a big splash. When I go home to visit my friends, there's something to go. You don't drive around. I never, you know, I have like maybe two or three friends there. I'm friendly with everybody, but I don't make a big deal. So she goes, all right. So we find this place. We pull in. She goes, uh, she goes, uh, we sit down. She goes, I don't like where I'm sitting. I go, don't start. Yeah. Don't start this yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So she goes, all right. So she orders something like lamb chops or something yeah. crazy. And I, I order what I'm having and everything comes, her meal comes last, yeah. which is so now her temper is crazy. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not going to eat this thing when it comes. I don't care. I go, don't make a scene. I asked you not to, didn't I ask you not yeah. to make a scene? She goes, yeah, yeah. So finally her thing comes. I go, my dad goes, just have, just have, you know, my dad's like, he's a voice of reasons. He yeah. goes, just have something. Yeah. So she eats this thing. I'm not kidding. She starts choking. Yeah. <laughs> On purpose? No, I don't know. Really? She's really choking. <laughs> Oh, knocking things over now, standing up. A woman comes running over, starts giving my mom the Heimlich. Yeah. My dad's got his finger in her mouth, trying to pull something, food out of her mouth. She's going like, like lifting my mom in the air. Yeah. A lamb ball flies out, hits the wall. She's crying. And we sit down. She's crying. Going, oh, my gosh. Oh my God. And I go, thanks for not making a scene. <laughs> Thanks for not. Are you joking? And my dad goes, "Let's just finish the dinner." And everyone, goes, I go, "Finish the dinner. We're getting out of here. This is the. We're buying that nurse, a, you know, a bottle of wine, and we're getting out of here. This is the worst experience. I asked for the opposite of this. I can't believe you would do this. Well, at least you didn't die. I, at one point, my dad was thinking about it. Like, he, you know, he saw that nurse come over, and dad was like, "Hey, mind your own business. <laughs> if she wants to choke, you let her choke, right? What's your problem?" But out. Let nature take its <laughs> yeah, course. Exactly. That's what God wanted, right? What are you buttoning in for? Uh, so I grew up with that type of, I think, uh, very, you know, the very funny people, but very like, you know, she just does these things like hilarious stuff. Like yeah. That. I, I can't, like, I'm still trying to deal with the fact that I had to watch you, um, you know, hang out with the Stones because I, uh, 
You know, I am a big Stones fan, and I just finished a Keith Richards autobiography, and like, like I was a huge Keith Richards fan my whole fucking life, you know. And it's weird, like I don't know what your experience was. Well, you're going to tell me, but, but like I had this idea in my head since I was a little kid about what he is, you know, because if you love him, you're like he's fucking rock and roll junkie dude, and then you read this book, you're like, holy fuck, he's smart. You know, he's a great storyteller. He yeah. remembers almost everything. Like, the, the myth and, like, he, he, Keith Richards, in my mind, just became even bigger and better. It's amazing. But the moment where... Where he came on. Yeah. No, I know. I, mean, I, I, I didn't even think... I, I was oh, worthy. You must be... You're a huge Stones fan, right? Giant. I'd say Rolling Stones is my band. Rolling my, Stones, Beatles. Right. My girlfriend all day, she, like, today in the hotel, she pulled up uh, uh, I'm an Idiot, I'm Your Boyfriend, the, your song. Yeah. And that's, like, for, that's uh, Worry About You. It's, it's, like a, it's like a Stones dance mix, right? It is. It is doing yeah like a, a emotional rescue right type of right voice. right yeah, yeah yeah which is great i i've all of a sudden became this new uh, appreciator of uh, mixed falsetto recently i've re oh, i love it yeah sweet thing yeah the solo stuff i know it's just well i don't love know I, I'm, I'm like a little more, too much of a purist to really embrace okay. the solo stuff but well, certainly sweet thing i would do i like that one that's a good one it's like very uh very falsetto like in the beginning yeah. When things were simple, yeah, yeah, but it's but it's good. Like I, I, I think I condescended to it at some point. I listened to it recently because I was reading the the Keith Richards book, and I'm like, that's fucking great. Yeah. It's a great record. What? How was it for you to meet Keith? I mean, after well, the thing was, we we it was the Stones. They were re releasing uh, uh, Exile Exile on Main yeah. Street uh, with the with the with a documentary. Right. I so, remember. Yeah. So I saw. I went to a fashion show, no less. Yeah. And I went to a fashion show, and uh, Loren Scott is his girlfriend. Yeah. And so I went up and saw Mick. We did we did a uh, sketch on Siren Live once before, and I go, "Hey, what's going on? How are you guys doing?" They go, "He goes, well, you know, I heard you uh, you got a show, you got a talk show, and that's great. You know, I hope it's going great." I go, "If there's anything I can do, what, anything at all, uh, let me know. I'd love to do something." He's like, "Well, you know, we do have a documentary coming out. It's very good about you know exile and and all, all you know all stuff and how, what happened on Howie." Got to make that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Like, we stop right here. Let's talk to what we got to talk to. Like, I, I will do a whole week. Yeah, dedicate to that. And he's like, well, maybe, maybe we could work on something out where we'll play it, you know, or, or we'll we'll do a prime time thing where you host or do something. I'm like, what? what? This is crazy. So I go immediately. I uh, Lauren Michaels is at at the party, and I go, yeah. Lauren, I'd love to do this. Like, what do we have to do? So we start talking to them. Then we talk to this another booker. Uh, who goes, uh, I'll work with Budweiser. I can see if I can get Budweiser on this and we'll get, because we have no budget at 12.37 right. at night or whenever it is. He goes, but if we can get all these, uh, we get some bands just to do their favorite songs from Exile and then Friday night, just air the documentary and just watch it with a crowd. It's never been done. Like, why not? Why not? Yeah. It's like, It'll be fun. And that's that's interesting. That's the way it came about. Because there was this moment in my mind. I'm like, did Lauren wrangle this? And it was all just you running into Mick. And just saying hi and what, offering a favor. And it's like, yeah, as a fan. Let's do it. As a total fan. <laughs> freaking out. So then <laughs> so then I had no idea Keith yeah. Richards is going right. to want to do anything. Or Charlie. Yeah, because you don't even get the sense that they really hang out anymore. Like it's some sort of chore. In fact, I was, so I was there. I actually went to a, a hotel room. Uh, uh, I can't believe I don't remember where they were staying. But I went to their hotel room to Keith's hotel room just to talk to him and about what bits I might want him to do. We had like a pros and cons written up um, for about the you know pros and cons of the record. And then we have Charlie and uh, doing a bit where he doesn't talk. Yeah. Know, that always kills it. If you see him live, you know Charlie Watts yeah. is the coolest man right. in rock and roll. Like yeah, he, with his suit. He just, yeah. he just cut to a man not talking and yeah. he gets the biggest round of applause. Yeah. Uh, so I go, we have a couple of those. 
He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. Any, anything with Charlie can just do that, you know. You know. And then Keith was like, oh, that sounds good. Uh, and he, he had a cigarette, and and he yeah. go, uh, here's what I'm thinking for you, if you don't mind. If I would say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here is uh, one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Mr. Keith Richards. Curtain opens, you walk out, you wave, and you just keep walking. You leave, leave this. You walk right past me. Yeah. He goes, I like that. I like that. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be very. That would be great. I think that'd be funny. I'd love yeah. to do that. Yeah. So then, is, is you know, uh, uh, Jane Rose is there, and she's like, "Are you sure you want to do that, Keith?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." He goes, "In fact, let's just uh, sit down. And, you know, we'll talk. We'll just have a quick chat." She's like, "No, Keith, this is a talk show. Where you know, he's like, oh, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and Lauren's like, I, Lauren was there too, and he's yeah. like, I think it'd be fun. You and Jimmy just talk about whatever, and then we'll." We'll cut down and be fine. He goes, oh, yeah, why not? I don't care. Yeah. She's like, okay. Uh, He's nervous? Yeah. She's like, he doesn't. He would never say yes to this, so I don't know what this is, but let me get back to you guys yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. So I come back. That's so funny. He's so I got, got pit a, stains. I'm yeah, like sweating yeah. like crazy. I'm like, did he just like, I mean, we hit it off. Clearly, like he saw that I wasn't going to do anything silly or yeah. try to pull something, you know? Right. Which I think is, as what I'm doing the show, I'm realizing is what is good for our show and what what gets us guests because they realize we're not going to pull anything right for a stunt or ask about you know something you're crazy. actually uh doing what talk shows are supposed to do which is make the uh the guests look good look good yeah right that's my goal yeah yeah that's all i have that's all they pay me to do <laughs> so okay so so what happens so, so she, she's there worrying that keith has just agreed to something as if he it's so funny that he has somebody there to sort of second guess him like you know, I don't know what just happened. To, he seems to like you, and he's agreed to something. Let me talk to him. Yeah, let me see. This if seems he really odd. means this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems weird. So then we got a call back to and shows he loves it. He wants to do that, and he wants definitely wants to do the walking outs and waving bit. Yeah, and then he'll sit down and talk to him. Right. I go. This is amazing. And in the meantime, uh, I was talking to Mick about anything we could do. He goes, "Is there anything uh, we could do for that?" So I said, "Well, you know, for his bit." So I said, "Well, here's you know, it's a whole week of Stone songs, but we have to fill in with comedy bits and stuff." So at the time, we were spoofing Lost. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. So we, we were trying to do uh, Desmond, the character Desmond from Lost, where he's just typing in the code. Yeah. You know, zero, six, whatever the, the numbers were. Uh, if he doesn't type in the code every minute 30, the world come to an, comes to an end. That was the rumor of the show. So I said, in this one, though, I want maybe it's Mick going like, yeah, come on, all right, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah, come on, all right. We can do this. I go, and if he doesn't do that, every 10 seconds the world comes to an end. <laughs> so first of all, Mick is going, he goes, right. He was on the phone, I pitched him a thousand ideas. And he's like, right, but why am I doing, yeah, come on, or right. Why am I doing that? I go, it's just like something you would do like if you're on stage or something when you're really into yeah. screaming. He's like, because, well, I do, I do like, I like Lost. So I can, um, I, 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 let, me, let me think about that. I like that idea. Yeah. So cut to, we're getting a jumpsuit with the you know dharma initiative yeah. thing from mick jagger yeah. and we're putting him in a room with a microphone where yeah. he has four different microphones yeah. he's doing yeah all right come on we can do this so yeah. that's happening as well as keith's coming on like and it's the craziest thing and then mick always like he, he he's just the nicest like he is so these guys are uber duper unbelievable rock stars you just feel it you go like they invented it i can't hang with these guys yeah there's no way i can hang with them yeah but there's moments where you can hang where they just don't feel like doing that and they're just like yeah, so then we did that thing, and they were just and they're just chilling, Guys. talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I was like, that's where I think I, I, I get, we, we hit it off. Did, then, but did they invite you to like come on the road or anything like that? Or like, I went me? back to a, a couple cool parties at this uh, Mix Hotel room. Yeah, we, we, me and Billy Joe Armstrong and Mick played piano to like 
four or five in the morning, something like that. Really? Just like, yeah. And I was like, because it was Bill, all Billy Joe, because he was like, he's like, come on, Mick, do something. Right. You got to play something. Just give me uh, anything. And Mick's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't, don't want to. And, and I was just chugging gin tonics. Yeah, I was just yeah. like so nervous. <laughs> and so then uh, he played a brand new song and it sounded good. And then I, uh, and then I got on the piano drunk and played Blueberry Hill. This is like one of the only sure. songs I know. I don't know if that's I learned Domino. it from yeah. Happy Days. Probably. Yeah. I think that's what Richie plays. Right, <laughs> right. Going, I, I found my thing. Yeah. That's another one I got from my dad. That means, oh, yeah. Fat Salmon is phenomenal. Yeah. So I play, Mick starts singing Blueberry Hill with me. So I'm like, this is insane. So already it's a win, right? I'm freaking out. <laughs> and then he gets, and then Billy Joe comes over. He's laughing. Then it's like off. So the race is then Mick goes, oh, I'll play another one. He plays Waiting on a Friend. Oh, no, he goes, Fool to Cry. Oh, really? He plays Fool to Cry by himself on the piano. Daddy, oh, fool to cry, and it makes me want to know why. Yeah. I mean, it was me, and Lauren was there. Lauren was there? Yeah. Now, what's me. Lauren doing during all this? He's just hanging. He's just having a drink. Like, yeah. A, yeah. We were just all just chilling out. He's watching, laughing. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good guy to hang out in the party with. He's Is a, he? Oh, he's great. Because he, he gets it, and he's, he's intelligent. He can have a great conversation, but he'll also laugh. Well, I read, uh, you know, I read the Keith Richards. Did you read the Keith Richards book? Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's fucking And I read the, uh, the War for Late Night. For you know the, about the Conan thing, mm. and Lauren's in that, and he actually comes out as sort of this almost sage-like presence in that book. And I, I have I've only got one experience with him. He I went through I jumped through the hoops to audition for uh, some. I was gonna say, did you? Yeah, yeah, in '95 or I, I can't remember, but it was a very awkward thing. The experience I had with him was so it's completely memorable and uh, completely intimidating and odd to me. So when people know him like you do. As just a guy, I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, what that relationship's like. When you first auditioned for him, what was your experience? What, when you, what were you doing? You were doing stand-up, basically, right? I was doing stand-up at the Improv in L.A. I was doing, like, uh, I just got Saturday nights. I had probably 15 minutes. Impressions and singing? Yeah. And you were, were you studying, where were you, I mean, were you? Were you... I was going to the Groundlings, studying yeah. at it, you know, do Improv. How old were you? 20... 22. Uh-huh. I think I met your first, I think I know your first manager, but she... Yeah, Randy Siegel. Right. You I must have known her. Yeah, I've I seen you know. before yeah. at clubs and stuff like that. Right. I, I remember Randy Siegel talking about you. I don't know what happened to her. She was great. Yeah, yeah. I think she works for... National Lampoon for a while, and then I don't know where she, she went. It's like at the comedy thing of MySpace now, is what she MySpace. does. MySpace? Yeah. Is that still... Do you remember? It's also called... <laughs> it's also called <laughs> the, the Cab, cab movie. movie. Yeah. I think but I gotta, it, neither one worked. I yeah. have to Google it later. <laughs> she does that, but she uh -huh. uh, she was great. She was a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. great manager and really pushed for me so, to get yeah. the auditions yeah. like that. So I was out in L.A. Uh, doing you know middle of the week stuff. You know, David Gee, you know Brett Walker. I don't know if you know those guys. They I were don't. The, they were the MCs there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember actually my first Saturday night. I went in, and I see Jerry Seinfeld. Right. This is at the peak of Seinfeld. Right. And I'm freaking out. Right. Because I go, oh, my gosh. Uh, so I go, this is how old it is. I run out to the street, a pay phone, and I call my mother. <laughs> and I go, you won't believe Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld just walked in did the you, improv. Did you do that thing that happened in The King of Comedy? It's like, Jerry Langford. Jerry, talk, my, he's, she, talk to my mother. She's got cancer. <laughs> no, I, the phone wouldn't reach. I would never. But, uh, no, but my mom goes, I think at that point she goes, is, is Shoshana there? Because this is when he was dating. Oh, so she was up on the gossip. She's up on the gossip, yeah. yeah. So I go, I don't know. They just, I can't believe what she, I don't think he's, I heard he's not doing stand-up, but how cool is that? She's like, that's great. I'm so happy for you. And, you know, it's just telling yeah. cool stories. That, right. So I get in, and he decides to go up. 
and he crushed. He gets up, standing ovation, not even saying anything. Right. Then he tells every great joke. He tells the dry cleaning joke. You know, he crushes, leaves, standing ovation again. They go, all right, who's next on the list? This is my first. It's like, like oh, we got here. We got, uh, I forget who it was. And he was right next to me. He goes, I'm not following that. Forget <laughs> it. I'm not on. I don't want to go. They go, all right, well, who's, uh, who's Jimmy Fallon? Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Fallon. Yeah. I yeah. go, that's, that's, that's me. He's like, all right, well, you're up now. I go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so luckily for me, I was an impressionist. So yeah. I go, I had, a, I had a Seinfeld. You did. So, yeah. So I, so I. Uh, I walked out and I had these. It's a doll. Someone gave me a troll doll, and that was my whole act. A I troll had, doll was a, your whole act. My whole act. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what does I had, that mean? It, it's a, it, someone got me a doll, and I, what I do is I do impressions of different people endorsing, doing a commercial for the doll. Okay. So I would do Bill Cosby going like, you know, look at the thing with this left hand and down and head and man, you know. And then I do, you know, <clears throat> I did Seinfeld. So I came out I'm like, look at these dolls. Look at this hair. Who plays with these dolls? Their arms and legs don't move. <laughs> What kind of fun can you have with a doll like this? Where they doesn't even have any pants on. It's a crazy, this is the weird, you know. And so, so I did that first. I said like, hello, my name is Jimmy Fallon. Welcome to Troll Doll and, you know, Productions or something. And here's the uh, auditions for the, uh, for the commercial for, you know, who's going to sponsor the next line of Troll Dolls. First up, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Then I did Seinfeld, then it worked. Was it, was it quiet in the room, though? People were like, what the fuck? Oh, like, yeah. They're, they're people, still no, people were talking. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. And this is back when you could still smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't really see anyone's face, which yeah, helped. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Because like, sure. there used to be a part where you couldn't see the whole right, the improv. You can only see those first few tables first right few, there. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. it was like I saw them, and they were kind of... They're kind of being nice, polite, and I was young, so they were just like, okay, God, this is going to be awful. I, hope this I feel bad for this guy. He's going to really tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so I did that, and it kind of worked, and then I put the troll doll down, and then I talk about something. I don't know what I'm talking about, going to the movies or something. It, was, it wasn't that great, but I was like, anyone here ever go to the movies? Yeah. It's like, what am I talking <laughs> movies, about? Movies, huh? You see uh, <laughs> the cab movie? The cab <laughs> Nobody? Yeah. That's really? not out yet. I'm going to be in it in five years. Wait, five years, you're going to love this thing, man. <laughs> So I go, I would just do like stand up about that type of stuff, you know. I felt good. And I go, that was my first big hurdle, and I did it. Yeah. And, that was, and so I immediately, then I finished my act. I, I added music where I did music impersonations about the troll doll. I mean, gosh, this troll doll was a lot for me. So then, uh, that was my whole act. So then I, I left, and I immediately called my mom again on the payphone and go, I just, I just, you wouldn't believe, I followed, I just followed Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He got off the stage and I had to, and I told the whole story and I was like Isn't that payphone out in front of the improv? Yeah, yeah. front and to the left. <laughs> I know, I know where it is. Yeah. And I, I don't <laughs> know if it's still there anymore, but that's where. It's there. And yeah. I, I was like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I got, that's. What'd she say? She was so proud. Oh. Everyone, she was like, I'm telling, I can't tell everybody. Oh my gosh. You the know, baby you, followed Seinfeld. The baby followed, <laughs> exactly, completely. So I was like, but she loved when I did the improv because they, they fed you. You ate food there. You yeah. Know? Like they still paid you seven dollars twenty five cents, right? You know, but they they paid you food. Yeah, those checks are always embarrassing to get because oh. you don't even remember it. I have photocopy. I have a photocopy of, of my, the first check. Yeah, yeah, seven twenty five. Not on the wall in here. No, it's not on the wall in here. No, this is this is not in the wall in here. Did you decide on this like the copper ceilings and everything? Is yeah. this your look? Yeah, it's very it's nice. I've it's, never seen a copper ceiling inlaid like that, where you know just like standard asbestos. Type of yeah, it's usually it's just a, the awful office lighting. And then you have a pickle, a giant pickle in this a skylight. Is, now this is a gift, believe it or not. You get some odd gifts. This was a uh, especially made by Dean. The the yeah, Vlasic <laughs> made this especially for me. <laughs> the uh, uh, no, what happened was I guess yeah. the writers of Letterman yeah gave it to Conan right and said good luck with your show okay and then Conan gave me the pickle and said 
uh, give this to the next schlub who gets the job. <laughs> he goes, it's good luck. Uh-huh. And so, so that- I had a pickle lying around the office. And so I just figured I'd put it up in the ceiling and kind of light it up. So it looks like a museum piece a little bit. Holy shit. Hold on. I got to get, I'm going to grab my camera. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm shooting, uh, can't we, I'm shooting flip footage during the uh, audio interview is always great. You so have now, to. It's I'll send people, the, to, send people to the site. I don't think either one wins. <laughs> I think the people watching hate it and the people listening don't like it either. But There's the buddy Holly. And then we'll get to the Carson. That's a great picture of Carson. We'll get to that later. All right, so, so okay. So you get, you get an audition for SNL. Yeah, so it's at the comic strip right. in New York. And this is, uh, you know, Lucian. Yeah, Lucian's of course. Club. Uh, you're not very good. Um, we have yeah. a lot of white guys that uh, <laughs> do impressions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's kind of it's fun for me because at this time, I've never You've done never this been club. There. Okay, yeah. So I walk in, I see the headshots all over the walls. All of them. Of all these famous yeah. people. I yeah. go, what? This is unbelievable. I know yeah. that guy from... Yeah. from uh, uh, from when I was TV a kid, at the, Caroline's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. remember the uh, Caroline's yeah. uh, used to be a TV show on, yeah. you know, and then I, this one's. Every, I mean, every, there was stand-up shows yeah. all over television. Yeah. That's how I knew I, Seinfeld was, when he was twelve. I knew, know, the, yeah. I knew, like uh, I remember, like uh, gosh, I can't even remember now. Dennis Wolfberg, Wolfberg, oh, his yeah. eyes. I yeah, mean, yeah, come yeah. on, Dennis yeah. Wolfberg. But I would see those people and like John Mendoza, right? Uh, and I go, oh my gosh, that's John Mendoza. That guy was so funny. He does He'd that be bit. so happy to hear you say that. I'm gonna make sure that I hope he listens. Oh, I loved him. I thought yeah. he was so he's, he's fantastic, very yeah. great comedian. Uh, but I watched these guys like Fox had a show with all stand ups on it. A and E had the evening. Uh, they have Evening at the Improv, yeah. and they also had uh, Caroline on the Road. Caroline's at the Seaport, which is right. the original Caroline show. The Caroline Seaport. on the Road. And then Ha began, and yeah. Half Hour Comedy Hour with Wally Collins was great. And so then I, Stand Up uh, uh, Short Tense Events Theater, which I hosted towards the end. Do you remember me? I at do. All? I, I, come on. Are you kidding me? Come on. Of course. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. These with Frank like, Santarelli. Frank Santarelli. Oh, my God. He's fantastic. How funny was he? So fucking funny. Was he, did he do that bit about the chapstick? Yeah. That was yeah, such yeah, a great yeah. bit. That was love guy. I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. You never look tough drinking out of a crazy straw. Right, right. The, yeah, the crazy straw thing. Yeah, you better watch it. I'm going to kick your ass, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. pulling out chaps. I go, you better watch it, man. He was great. I <laughs> love it. so funny. But I used to study all those things. So yeah. I used to see these people I saw like like freaking out. So I go in. I'm nervous. They has, Lauren, everyone, apparently, Marcy Klein, they're all sitting in there at the comic strip. And I go in, and uh, it just tanks. I did the troll bit. I had three minutes to get into it, which I, I just knew. I was just too... I don't know if I was too nervous. I wasn't ready. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't get into this troll. Yeah. I honestly, I wasn't ready. I was yeah. like, I needed to get hit. Were you freaked out though? Yeah. Well, it was a big audition. This is yeah. my goal my whole life. If I ever cut a piece of birthday cake, if I ever threw a coin in the fountain, saw a shooting star, I'd say I want to be on Saturday Night Live. Really? That's my number one. I, that's what I want to do with my life. Always have. I, I. I don't. I mean, since then, I've made other wishes, but they've all been different. But that was the. From, since I was 15 to when I got the show, that's all I wanted to do. That was my ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I freaked out, and I, I went up, and I'm like, I, you know, I did the whole troll intro. I did Seinfeld, and just nothing worked. It was yeah. just like, this is awful. Horrible. So I go to the diner. Was it like a weeknight? It was a weeknight. It was so. packed. It just Everyone got three minutes to go up, and that was the year they hired Tracy Morgan. That was the year I auditioned. Is that right? What is that, like? It was 95 ish. Yeah. Because I got the show in 98. Oh, because I was sitting in that waiting room with Tracy and his hair looked so good. That was the only thing I remember. <laughs> his like, hair was perfect? Yeah, it was like sheened. It was like perfect. <laughs> like, and I knew him kind of. I don't and remember it, anyone that night. And I, I was sitting there. I was and, just in a daze. Yeah, I, 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 I wonder if I was on that fucking night. 
We could find out, right? Lucian had to have it on videotape. It's awful. Either way, I wish... If you do find it, don't ever air it. It's so bad. Holy shit. I wonder because I was sitting in Lauren's office with Tracy. Like, he was going in after me. No. And he, like, had the eye. I think it was around the same time. It must have been. Yeah, because that was it. That was the, that was the only audition they had. Then I had to wait two years for the next audition. Oh, they dragged, They had me do a screen test in Conan's studio. And really? Then I, yeah. And then I met with Lauren. That was the I, same year. Wild. So you were at the comic strip. I must have been. Isn't that weird that we were in the same place the same well, how could i not remember i know what joke i did was it funny yeah it was, yeah, well, it was this it was a joke about uh william faulkner you know uh working as a night watchman at the university <laughs> of wherever in oxford like i'd heard that he worked so like i you know and i just pictured these frat guys you know always bug let's go fuck with the night guard and then like him just sitting in there writing saying something like you know i'll show them they're not even going to be able to understand this <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he gets back at the yeah, frat yeah, guys. yeah 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 so uh, uh, yeah. no i i i flopped that one it was bad it was awful and i went to that diner next door right down on the corner and i went there and i had a coffee and a, and a sad a, coffee I had a sad coffee the fail, then the failure sandwich with my manager who was really great and <laughs> yeah. uh, very supportive and i go i'm sorry i know for a fact i screwed up yeah and then uh went back out to la and i kept taking lessons with the groundlings and i took acting lessons i started taking acting lessons uh with gordon hunt helen hunt's dad and i remember i wouldn't do anything i wouldn't participate in anything because i read somewhere that james dean didn't do that for his acting <laughs> so it's, it's the stupidest advice but i read it somewhere yeah. and how'd that go book. over oh off i mean it didn't well you saw the cab movie right <laughs> you tell me how it went over yeah it wasn't that but i know i mean oh, so i mean gonna... my acting yeah. i go like because as a stand-up you don't know how to act with other people because you're on stage by yourself so the Groundlings, that's why the Groundlings is good, or Second City or UCB or any of that stuff. It's all good stuff. That's a good point. Because you get to listen to other You don't know how to listen to other people and react. Because I always wondered why that is. Because when, most of the time, it's a rare thing when, when comics can listen. Because you can always see them thinking about what they're going to do next. Yep, completely. But you learned how to do it, it seems. Well, I, I eventually, so I think my manager or someone told me, you're being stupid. You're not James Dean. Right. You have to start acting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so I started doing, uh, I just started getting out there more and getting on stage. I, like Groundlings, I would do my bit and like run off the stage because I was embarrassed. I don't know. Was it good? Is it, I'm just yeah. so dumb, doubting myself. But then I just, at that point, after I didn't get SNL, I just felt, well, it can't get worse. Yeah. So I just started enjoying stuff. I enjoyed stage time and I started expanding my acting. That was a, a moment more. where you decided to enjoy things. For a little bit, yeah. Because no, because I, I think you have that. I, I think that it's it's one of the great strengths that you have is that you uh, you seem to have a good time. I like to enjoy. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If people think you know, oh my gosh, he breaks all the time. He laughs. I just do it because I'm really having fun. It's, I wish the camera wasn't on me because a lot of the times I luck out in the camera. You don't even know half the time I'm laughing because yeah. it's like, oh man, that, that was too funny. Did like, people get mad at you though during SNL because I mean there was a period there where you did a lot of that. Yeah, there was that one season with like where Will was about to leave where he would just go for it, and that was his goal was to try to make me laugh somehow. <laughs> you know, so then Wait, everyone you, you knew that going into a bit that oh yeah, they knew they were gonna get me. Like we do the hot tub bit. Yeah. And Will would have his hand like by my leg, yeah. and every time I talk, he I, he'd squeeze me like he's operating me like a puppet. <laughs> I would just, and not only that, but he's being really funny. So I'd be yeah. like, you know, this is insane. And there's nowhere to go because you're stuck in a hot tub. Yeah, yeah. So he knew I was gonna break. Yeah. Because if you increase the height of not being able to turn around or leave, like a, yeah. a church or a library, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm lost. You're, you're <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm the first guy. I'm, 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 I'll leave. I'll cough up cough blood. Yeah. I have to get out. Yeah. I'll laugh too hard. I've yeah. been at funerals where I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you can't stop I'm yourself. laughing too much. So it's organic. 
It's did, too funny. Did Lauren ever get get on you about that? Yeah, I mean, don't see Cody didn't like it. McKay didn't like it. No one liked it when he broke. Because why? Because you thought it. Was, they thought you were stealing stage. Yeah, I think so. Or just yeah. But you, they're it, still friends with you. It wasn't like fuck you. Well, I told them all. I said, look, I, just, I, I don't know what to say. I'm apologizing. It's like, don't write me him. I, I, that's all I can say. I'm. I don't do it on purpose. I'm just. I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I hope it didn't ruin your sketch. You know. Uh, and you know, Cowbell was probably one of the most famous ones where I broke laughing. You know, because I was up to do my line. There's a sketch called Cowbell. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's called like Blue Oyster Cult is the yeah. name of the sketch, where Will is playing the guy who plays Cowbell on yeah. Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. So, uh, and Christopher Walken's the producer, Br- Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out, and so he just wants more Cowbell. And so it's a really weird sketch. And Will keeps whacking on this Cowbell, and it's clearly overpowering the whole band. Chris Parnell can't sing, he can't yeah. hear his voice. No, and then. They go, I'm sorry, can we stop this take? And Christopher Walken would come out and he goes, what was wrong? That take was great, except my only note I have is, I'd like to hear a little bit more cowbell. <laughs> so he kept doing that. And Will's like, I know, right? I'm just trying to play. His name is Gene or something, yeah, yeah. which is a perfect name. Yeah. So then he, he, him and Katang get into some fake scuffle on the, and then comes my line. So he goes like, come on, Gene. And they push, and Katang pushes Will. First of all, on Will on air, he wears a different size shirt, size too, too small. Yeah. So his stomach's hanging out, his gut's hanging out at the bottom of it. Yeah. And he, so Katan pushes him and his sunglasses fall off. And his eyes hit me and it looked like I was looking at Charles Manson's yeah. face. Like his eyes, he was like, he's sweating. He's yeah. like, and his gut's hanging out. And I was like, and I just like, gosh, I couldn't, I've never played with a funnier human being in my life. <laughs> In my life. I've never funny. seen a yeah. funnier human yeah. being ever. Yeah. And then I had to say, like, yeah, you're ruining it for us, Gene, or whatever yeah. my line was. But, man, that was good. Yeah. And then, uh, and so then, you know, when they made the best of Will Ferrell, I think, that's where it really kind of blew up that I laughed at myself. Because all the best of him was me laughing at him. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah. I've, done, I've done other stuff where I don't yeah. laugh. I mean, the right. sketch isn't funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to watch the sketch. But the ones that are funny, I laugh at. It's not, I'm sorry I'm doing this. And it's like, and I, sometimes I'd be lucky the camera would cut away and I'd yeah. laugh like, like, yeah. you know, we did a sketch called Cork Soakers where it was in Italy. And me and Horatio were two guys that, uh, uh, were, the tour is coming through our place in, in Tuscany in Italy. And this is where we do the, the, the soaking of the corks. They soak them in water before they put them in the bottle. It makes it easier to put in the bottle. Yeah. Of course, it's not real. Yeah. But Higgins just made it. Steve Higgins wrote that. And he made yeah. it up. So like, so it's the joke it basically is like, uh, I'm a cork soaker. I mean, this, I've, been, I've been soaking corks my whole life. You kidding me? Sometimes I like the long, skinny ones. Uh, I like the soak of the uh, soak of the dark ones. They're the gray ones. You know, so then like the women come in like, don't have a cheese but i still like the soak of the cork <laughs> you know and like <laughs> it's all silly stuff yeah. then janet jackson is there and every time the camera was on janet jackson me and horatio would be laughing <laughs> yeah. so she's trying to hold a straight face but yeah. we're lost but yeah. the camera's not on us yeah. so every time they cut to us we'd regain our composure and go with it but those those couple of years where will would just it was just he'd just do something just for the cast he'd make us all happy like yeah like there was a sketch it was like a Scarlet Letter type of sketch, but his his Scarlet Letter was B- BJ, yeah. so he's being banished, <laughs> you know, like uh, Esther Prynne or whatever. So yeah, Hester Prynne, and uh, so yeah. so he he has to be banished. So Chris Parnell was like, "All right, now you have to be banished to the woods." And and Will's supposed to go, "Okay," and he leaves. But on air, Chris Parnell goes, "All right, you have to be banished to the woods." And Will goes, "No, <laughs> no," 
And he goes, no, you have to be banished. Goes, no. And he just starts yeah, yelling, yeah. yelling no, yelling at like a little baby. Yeah. Yelling no back to him. And we all just started losing it because it's like, what are you doing? He's just screwing everybody to have fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's just a great guy. And he, did he ever get in trouble? No. No, no, no. Because he was on his way out anyway. He was uh, off to do movies. So when you did that, so when you finally did meet with Warren, when you got the show, how was it? Did, was it was it weird? Was it? It was amazing. Uh, I was out in Los Angeles. Uh, I just did a really low budget film called. I think it's now called The Scheme. If you buy it on DVD, because I've. People Is that have, the original title or? <laughs> no. What was the a lot of my film? movies. <laughs> I'm gonna make you write your own joke on this one. It's it, the original title. Uh, it, it could have easily been uh, uh. the other one, but it wasn't. No, the it was. Uh, I forget what it was originally called. Taxi, the prequel. It was like, it had nothing to do with the cab at all. Even though I think I, there was a scene in a taxi, but mm-hmm. it was. I don't know. It was just some movie, and it was fun. And young actors. We did this movie. It was low budget. Right. And uh, on the movie, uh, I get a uh, call to do this television show for the WB. Right called Tasty Sensations or something about a, uh, a bunch of uh, black women who start their own catering company. And I play the white kid who, like a skater kid who drives the van. Mm-hmm. So I said, they go, we, they want you for the show. I said, I'd love to do it. I said, but I just auditioned for Saturday Night Live and I, I really, uh, if I get it, I want to be able to get out and, and do Saturday Night Live. And they go, no. I go, well then, thank you so much. I'd rather not do this show. Yeah. So I think what became, my attorney said he's never done anything like that before. They actually wrote up, because it was the day of the reading, and they go, all right, well, just give him this out. When is this kid's kid's not going to be on Saturday Live? So they gave me an out, a contractual out, that if I got Saturday Live, I can leave the sitcom. Yeah. It was ridiculous. So anyways, I get the sitcom, and I I get this thing in my contract, and weirdly enough, Saturday Live calls. I said, Lauren Michaels wants to meet you. I go, this is unbelievable. So no Before one you even it. shot this. No sitcom. one can believe it. The independent. No, oh yeah, I shot everything. They, oh, yeah. No one can believe it. They go, this is insane. They all like me. So they yeah. like, this is so huge. Go for it, buddy. I hope the, the next yeah. Eddie Murphy, this is the greatest thing yeah. in the world. Uh, they're, everyone's happy for me. So I go, I meet Lauren on Paramount Lot. And I wait in the waiting room for three hours. What was he doing out there? He has an office in the Paramount Lot. Oh, really? That's where he does like Wayne's World. And he oh, was yeah, getting like yeah. a couple of movies for Paramount. Uh-huh. Uh, Tommy Boy, I think all Paramount. Um... Mean Girls, that was Paramount too. But so we were just, so he has an office in Paramount lot, which is a really cool studio lot. I think it was my first audition ever when I was out in LA, which you know, they all suck. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll never forget walking on and going like, this is pretty cool. It's like they were shooting it's a amazing. bunch of movies. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's like the real thing. Yeah, you see yeah. a Klingon smoking a cigarette yeah, and having yeah. a coffee yeah. on the side of the back lot. It's just fun. Yeah, I went and interviewed uh, Ray Romano over there. That's where they do their thing. He was one of the nicest comedians nice ever to guy. me. Yeah. Ever. He's a sweet guy in general. Yeah, like he's, oh, he really is. I, that was one of those things where you go like, I'm so happy he made it because he was a nice guy. Uh, but I, anyway, so I go, I meet Lauren, and uh, three hours later, I walk in, everything's white. In his office. So you're yeah. waiting for three hours, and you walk in. And- I walk into a white room. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly I died, or something yeah. happened. So, and he's got his feet up on the desk, he's chilling, and he goes, uh, Jimmy, do you ever wear wigs? And at the time, my hair was kind of spiked up. And I yeah. go, oh, I just do this, I do this myself to my hair. This, yeah. He goes, no, I'm just... I'm saying for different characters, because we, we want you for the show. Yeah. And then the rest was like slow motion. I was like, and I just said like, I'll, Sure, do you want me to wear wigs? I'm going to work so hard for you. I, I, I'm telling you, I won't let you down. I'm, I will be a good cast choice. I'm going to really work hard. Yeah. And that was my, I left there, and then I just planned my trip back to New York, back to my family, back to my friends. I mean, it was crazy. You know, wow. I, 
out in LA, I really didn't have that. You know, that so it chance. just was one question: Do you ever wear wigs? Yeah, that's and you, it. And is. you said, "I do this to my hair." Yeah, I, I thought he was talking about my he was making and fun then of my once hair. Once he said, "Well, we want you to wear wigs." It was wild. Now, when okay, so after SNL, how long before you know Conan decided to leave? Did you know you were going to do this show? I didn't know at all until I was. We have. A did six, you want it? No, the talk show. Yeah. No, but it wasn't serious. Conan signed like a deal five years in advance or six years in right. advance, so I, there's no sense in thinking about it. It's like right. saying, hey, in five years, do you want to have a new car? Right, like, but someone had mentioned it to you? Lorne did, yeah. yeah. Lorne brought it up, and he goes, look, in five years, Conan's going to take over the Tonight Show. We might need, we'll need a talk show host. I think you could do it. You'd be good. And I remember Tina Fey was in the room, too, and she was like, yeah, I think you'd be good. Yeah. You get the Irish charm. You like talking to people, like... Yeah. I think you'd be good. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to try movies. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I want to do. She so was like, all right, well, let, you know, let's, let's always let's keep in touch. Because I, I, I left. With, I was not enemies with anybody at, at the show. I, that's purposely why I wanted to leave. Because I, I just hear these horror stories. And I go, like, I've never had a bad experience. I don't yeah. want to start getting in these dumb fights and stuff. So I just left. And then I tried movies. And then five years later... I get a call from Lauren. I've, I've seen them since. I've done bits on the show. I've done Barry Gibb or some you know, different bits on the show. And then um, he goes, well, the time, the time is now. I mean, now it's five years later. Do you, do you, you still considering it? I go, uh, actually, yeah. I mean, it'd probably be awesome. Let me ask my wife. At this point now, I'm married. Yeah. I talk to my wife. She goes, you have to. This is like a no-brainer. Yeah. Only three other people have done Like two other people have done this. Letterman, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien, and, and you. Yeah. So if you don't make it, that's still you're on the list of three people who have, in the history have ever <laughs> done it. Got the shot, yeah. Got the shot. And I go, yeah, you're right. So then, then I got it, and I, you know, I, uh, I went on Conan, and I, you know, he was always great to me, and uh, that was my first ever talk yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the Conan show. He's a great guy. He's the best guy. Yeah. He's so nice. I, I'm happy that everything worked out. Because um, I was like, well, so I, so we started that, and then I'm like. All right, this is going to be tough because Conan's been on, not like he's been on five years or six years, 16 years. So whatever show replaces a show that's been on for 16 years is going to get hit. I mean, people aren't going to like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're yeah, so used yeah. to watching a show. Yeah, okay. So that was how you were feeling when you went into it. But you do appeal to, you had a lot of fans. I mean, people like you. Yeah. But you kind of knew that. But you still thought, like, oh, fuck. You know. I mean, I didn't have that many fans. I mean, I had a lot of fans, but I wasn't. They didn't, hadn't seen you in a while? After the cab movie, yeah. in Taxi, quite, yeah, Taxi did, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. yeah it was like after that one, and Fever yeah. Pitch, Fever Pitch did okay, but yeah. it wasn't the right. number one movie. I mean, right. so my movie career was like kind of right. There's nothing right really happening. I mean, I was doing independent movies, so, so, I mean, so yeah. So you're nervous. I had people, but I didn't yeah. have right hundreds of thousands. I, I couldn't sell out Radio two. City right. or anything, right? So I, I, I just said I got to kind of start from scratch. So Lauren told me he's like, oh, I think you should go on the road. You should get back on the road because I hadn't done stand-up in a while. So I was like, all right. So I just went. And Where's I, my troll doll? Yeah, exactly. I go, I can't do the troll doll, right? So but then I thought about it. You know I thought about it. I'm like, I just can't. i got to write a new thing. you got to open up this weird old box. <laughs> An old notebook, and you're like, ah, oh, there it is. The magic. The magic jokes where I even look at it now, I go, oh, it's not even that good. But, uh, uh, but I, I, I thought about it for a second, and then... Yeah. But I, you know, so I had um, my agents call everybody and uh, the different comedy clubs and I said, do you mind if I start doing some spots, like 10 minutes here and there? You know, I don't want my name on the bill because I don't know if it'll be funny. I don't right. know. So I went to Zany's a lot and I went to the Improv. In Chicago? 
No, the one in um, uh, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Oh, it's a great club. Yeah. And then I did. Um, uh, so you actually were going, you know, stealth. You were just going to different parts of the country, not even in the city. You were no, going, no. Yeah. Miami, I did, and Arizona. Uh huh. And I was just going up, trying to do as much as I can, and with was, impressions or just straight jokes. Uh, impressions too. Uh-huh. Everything. Music, uh-huh. songs, uh-huh. original songs. I added like I never did original songs before, so I started doing that. But I was opening for Owen Benjamin for a long time, and then uh, I started. Uh, I met Wayne Fetterman again, who's a good friend, but I hadn't seen him in a while. He was at, I was at Nashville Zanies, and weirdly enough, this MC doesn't know I'm on the bill, but also he didn't know. Um, well, he did know I was on the bill, but uh, the crowd didn't know that I was on the bill, and the crowd didn't know that Clint Black. Yeah. I was going to go out and try stand-up because there was a new CBS show called Secret Talents of the Stars. Yeah. And Wayne was Clint Black's writer uh, guy? teacher. Yeah. yeah. Writer guy. So I got to see Wayne. I'm like, I'm starting to put an act together for this thing. And I was I don't know what, you know, I'm, I, I'm okay with it. But he's like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, I'll go out on some dates with you. I'll help you out. Like, I was like so psyched that he, uh, he was there because he's an old pal. I yeah, he's, he's a good guy. So me and Wayne started going around at different yeah. clubs. And then just started writing more and more material and just getting as much so I get like probably an hour of stuff just so I can just start doing start headlining at least so I started headlining and then I go oh yeah this is my like headlining I never liked headlining yeah because the, they give out the check and all that stuff and it was such a thing I, I wouldn't mind doing great in middle What'd you and then close leaving. with I would close with um a song I do uh, I had a song called um cougar hunting I think yeah. Where I pretend I'm a cowboy singer. I'm talking about hunting cougars. Yeah. And then I did a, um, then I would do an encore of either some impression of some, or I had a, I had a list of impressions of comedians I would do. Right. So I do Chris Rock and Stephen Wright and, um, I just do it in a list. I say, here's right. a stopwatch. Get, here's every 10 seconds. Tell me to change. I'll change to a different comedian. So I do, uh, you know, Adam Sandler. I go, oh, yeah. you know, and Chris Rock be like, crack. You know, I don't know what I would yeah, do with yeah. that, but I had it better yeah. then. And then I have, uh, you know, uh, you know, just walk around with Stephen Wright and just yeah. do some Stephen Wright yeah. thing. Then, uh, yeah. and I, you know, I just, and I just went down the list, and uh, uh, and I probably closed with that one. But it was like it was one of those things where, like, okay, so now I got that going. I'm used right. to seeing crowds, right? Dealing with the crowds again. You know, I did a lot of, you know, I had maybe. Five or ten minutes of just crowd work, just saying, what's your name, where you're from, what do you do for a living, stuff like that. And just going off the cuff. And, and just trying to see, yeah. to get my brain working again, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, I started doing in- internet shows, because Conan was still on. You know, he's on for the last three months, and uh, so I couldn't get into that studio to, to do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So so we were just waiting, and I was just doing shows from in here in this office. And editing it myself with this one producer on Final Cut Pro, and, you know, I would edit for like three hours for a 45 second piece. You know, it's hard, you know? So I, you're starting to build up this internet presence and, yeah. and people are coming around, right? Yeah, it was like good. It was like people started talking, going, eh, I like that thing you did or I yeah. don't like that yeah, thing yeah, you did, yeah, yeah. which is helpful. Yeah. Which is, I, 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 and I never, I always kind of embraced the internet, but I mean, this was, Twitter has just started. It's right. brand new and, and Facebook is just growing. So it's like for people to go like, oh, I always used to like your bit and I did this thing, I saw the troll bit or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. Uh, and so then they start saying, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, that one interview you did with Fred, that was weird. You mumble when you talk. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. And so you look for kind of advice on what to do. And yeah. that's, we got to announce that the, the Roots were going to be the house band on the internet. And how did that come about, man? You were, you were just into him? And how did that happen? No, I was, like, I, I was kind of into him. I knew, right. like, maybe, like, a handful of songs. Right. But I've seen him, you know, outdoor events, stuff like that. And they're always great. And I've seen him back up Whose people. idea was that? 
So it was Neil Brennan's idea, oh. who, who's a producer on Chappelle's show. So I, I, I talked to Neil and I go, I go, yeah, I'm doing the show and blah, blah, blah. And I just need advice. I'm trying to figure out what to do. And he goes, who's going to be your house band? I go, I don't know. And he goes, well, I always work with these guys who are the best on Chappelle's show, uh, but you should ask the, ask the Roots. I'm like, you think the Roots would, would be my house band? He goes, no, 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 no. They might know someone who they'll steer in the right direction. Like this, they work with a bunch of people. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Then I go, well, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. And so I just asked them. And then I just asked them, and they were like, well, we, we just got off a tour. We've just been traveling 350-something days. You know, so it's like we're exhausted, you know, uh, of going on the road, but we still want to play. We still want to do gigs. And I go, well, this is New York City. You can play anything. Yeah. Actually, my, my big pitch, I said, you could raise the bar of what a house band is. You know, you can play with Tony Bennett, and you could play with Jay-Z right. without blinking an eye. Right. If anyone sees them in concert, you know that they're that good. Yeah. They'll go in from, a, you know, the Seed 2.0 to yeah. Guns N' Roses to Inagata De Vida. Oh, man, that week that you had all the guys doing Stone songs, that was amazing. That was, they were just right there. Yeah. When they played with Elvis Costello, that was great. But they're uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, mean, we, I could have them play with Elvis Costello, or even they play with Christopher Cross and play Red Like the Wind. Did you have him on? Oh, yeah. We had I miss it. Christopher Cross, and then we had Michael McDonald walk out. Oh, no. Such a love, it'll go. It was off. People went nuts. It was a yacht rock themed night. See, that's the fun thing about the show. You can make your own like, like you go like, no, this is the way we do it. Yeah. yeah. We, this week we're gonna have yacht rock music where we have you know Ambrosia gonna sing you know, make a whistle, baby. You know, and like, we can do those types of and fun. They're all things. still touring, and I they mean, sound great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, but it's like that's the uh, that's the one thing I said when we got a music booker. I got to hire everybody, the yeah. talent booker, music booker. Like it's all on you. Yeah. So if you're gonna go down, you might as well hire who you like. Right. I heard this guy is great. I said, look, he goes, what do you want? Just like, you know, a bunch of indie bands and college bands. <laughs> I go, no, 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 I do. I want those, but I want everybody. I want something yeah. with a story. I want yeah. something fun. Yeah. I want everything. I want one week to there to be hip hop and country music and, and, and uh, 70s and, and 80s one hit wonders. Like, yeah. I love that type of stuff. Anything with a story where you're like, that's interesting. Or like, like, whatever happened to that guy? And yeah, or any is. of that yeah. stuff. I love that. And you yeah. go like, like we just had a... Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of now uh, when Stephen Bishop came on. Really? It was phenomenal. And then people <laughs> loved it. Hit? Uh, uh, wrapped up on like a... and on. Yeah. It just keeps on trying. <laughs> but he also had, uh, uh, he also had, um, you have no right to ask me how I feel. He wrote that. Yeah. He does a great version of that. So we you had him do music. that. You love music. You're like a music guy. You I love, love it. it so much. Yeah. I grew up, my dad always had the radio yeah, on, my yeah. mom. So I just loved to grew up with it. So I mean, the fact that I can ever do incorporate any music or any fun thing into the show is always fun. And, and using the internet, too. Like, now we have the internet. We have our website. We can put bonus songs on. Like, Johnny Carson didn't have the internet, or else you would have gotten a bonus. So, so now you're so. Doing, you were doing the show in here, and you were cutting stuff up. I remember you are putting stuff up, bits up, and you are getting a lot of feedback. You're building some excitement towards uh, to coming on and, and hosting the show when Conan leaves. And then you come on, and it was it was interesting because when I watched the first few shows, I was like, "Well, he's he's going to wear the suit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know he's what I mean? Go for that. Yeah, he's going to do the suit thing. He's going to stand still and, uh, and tell some jokes. <laughs> tell some jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's not gonna... really reinventing the wheel here. Well, well, it wasn't that? It's like the, that's a specific thing. I don't I don't judge like that. I mean, it, you know, doing a host thing on you know being a talk show host. I mean, there is a tradition to it, and it and and it it doesn't need to be fucked with necessarily that particular thing. Yeah. But you know, you look pretty comfortable. You were telling jokes, and you weren't cracking up. And then. Uh, too much, and then he sat yeah, down. I didn't laugh myself that much. But but there was this thing, like right at the beginning, even when people were, you know, when people were just starting to get into it or, or starting to react to it, I was like, well, I'll tell you one thing that he's doing that no one else is doing. He's having a fucking good time. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was sitting there watching it and I'm like, why is this so great? And it's like, because he's fucking having a good time. Yeah. And that's why I, I, I but I, I really want to go, well, I know this, you were. if this only lasts a week, why would you not enjoy yourself? Right. But you still seem to be doing that. Like when guests come on, you're excited to see them. You're a fan of people. You're not ashamed to be a fan of people. I'm really not. I like movies. I like TV shows. I really do. I yeah. go home. I, I, I just saw the Woody Allen movie last night. I love watching movies. How was it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually, it, it's, it's very like kind of a whimsical fun thing where you're like, oh, this is so fun. It's him being fun again. Yeah. And this, of course, there's always those scenes where you're like, come on. This, is I, he no one it? can relate to this. No, he's not in oh, it. that's good. But Owen Wilson knocks out of the park. It's Does good. he? It's really funny. It's, it's, you like the idea of it. It's good. You guys friends? No, we've never oh. been friends, but we're not enemies. But uh, I wonder I, how he is. He's all he right? He's good. He's okay. healthy in this movie. But I, but, I like, I, but I love those things. And I watch every reality show. I watch uh, TV shows. I'm really into The Killing right now. That's a, the show I'm watching on AMC. But like, I watch, you know... I, I, I am a fan of that, those things. Cause and you seem to figure out, you organize some writers that can write to your strengths, and you do, like, you know, I've never seen episodic bits, really, that I, in my recollection of, of things that actually unfold over a week, yeah. which is unique, and, and, I, and it's great. You know, you're playing to your sketch, you know, sensibilities, and your character playing sensibilities. You got A.D. Miles and all those guys. Yeah, or A.D. is, is phenomenal. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, sweet so guy. We had, no, he's the best. So, I yeah. mean, we have him doing the, you know, the, he's the head writer, and he just, I mean, the guy's just, he can come up with a joke every... Every day we always go, look, what do we laugh at? Like, right. we, we want to leave work going, that was a good laugh. Right. We had a really good laugh. Right. You know, and, that's, and we do. And we talk about that and we go, God, what a blessing it is to just have one big laugh. Like, what, who else has a job like that? Where you can go like, that was so funny. Even when you made fun of me. Right. You came in, you made fun like, of I Sometimes Miles wore this khaki suit the other day. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was Tom Wolf. Yeah. I was like, so we all made fun of everybody, different at times. Right. But it's that's what that's 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 that means you're home. Right. Whenever we can make fun of you, and it was just the best, and we're just laughing. But there, it's not even about the show. Right. Are there any rules though? Like, I mean, I've I mean, I've heard that like uh, you'd never want to come off as mean spirited. I I don't I don't like that type of comedy. Right. I mean, I I I, I don't I don't like kicking people when they're down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll kick people when they're up. Right. So I'll do a couple of mean-spirited jokes when they're up and they're popular or something. Right. But when they're down and out, it's like, it's just a tough time for them. I just feel a little bit, even no matter who it is. They're just go like, well, someone else will cover me on that one. Right. <laughs> you don't need I'm to sure be there'll the be guy. 10 other jokes. Because you feel bad for them. Kind of, yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, it's like, you know what, they're getting hit from all angles. Right. I like to, like, you know, if, if I can find a different way into it, it's, it's always a more... I, I know that that joke's gonna be made. Someone's gonna do it be, even better than me. So right. I go, it's like, like Susan Boyle when that came out. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, this lady, she's not good looking. She's this is insane. She's the man and yeah. all this. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, she's just a lady singing a song. Yeah, and that's all she did. So we did a bit where it's like everybody who came in and heard her singing was was touched and sat down and like reevaluated. Like they're like some people came in with one arm bleeding. You know yeah. the copy machine's broken. They have one arm. I don't know. <laughs> they don't explain why they lost. You know, and then they hear her voice and they sit down. And then we have some girl come in. She goes, "It's it, I just got the results. I'm not pregnant." And she's crying. Yeah. She comes in, hears the song, and sits down, and smiles. Then another girl comes in and she has the thing. She goes, "I just got the results. I am pregnant." <laughs> you know, and she's upset. But then she sees this, and then at the end, you know, she passes the pregnancy test to the other girl, and then. The guy with one arm is slapping five with the guy with two arms. You know, it's like, so we just, we made it into a thing where that's a positive thing now. Right. But it's still funny. Right. You know, and it's, uh, that was one of my favorite things we did in the show where I go like, oh yeah, that's, we took what everyone else was doing a negative thing and we did a positive thing. And I think it was a, it was a cool thing. I, I, I wish that, I hope that she could see that one day or if she did, 
that would be cool. But I, I know it went viral on the web, but I, that would make her feel good. Like, oh, yeah, I did. It made people happy. So is that something you just had your whole life? Where you just don't like feeling like you you hurt someone's feelings, or it's just it's just a negative thing. I don't know. I mean, because it's a real thing with you, right? You just, it's not. I think that's a guilt thing. It's probably an Irish guilt thing yeah. where I just want to make everyone feel good. Yeah, I think it's what it is. Yeah, I know you yeah. always get things out of people in these podcasts. These no, no, no. We're we're doing good. WTF? No, yeah. I know. Yeah, you didn't get too much out no, of me. No, it was you great. Did, I don't know. See, now I feel like I should have done a song or something. We can still do a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You uh, want to do, do a You want to do a song? No, nah, you don't want me to do a song, but sure. I could. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, you got a new uh, one? You I could do one. It's kind of new. Yeah? Yeah, well, I'll give you a guitar. All right. So this is a new one? Not really. All right. It's a, it's a, it's a Bob Dylan thing. Okay. Because what we figured out we can do on the show is, like, if I do these impressions that everyone's always done, it just is a way to tweak it so it's kind of funny now. Yeah. Like, cause how many people have you seen do Bob Dylan? A lot. 150. I mean, 150. Thousand. <laughs> thousand. <laughs> okay, thousand. <laughs> right, so this is a, a Bob Dylan type of thing. And his harmonic is always higher up. Neil, Neil, Mar Neil Young's like... <laughs> that's the kind of Neil. Yeah. Bob Dylan just hits the one high note right. of the harmonic and just screeches it. Right. And just like... <laughs> that's the way he yeah, plays it. Yeah, so yeah. it likes to go... A boy in the neighborhood Lives upstairs and it's understood He's just there to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs and our rights Charles in charge of our days and our nights Charles in charge of our wrongs that are raised. I want Charles in charge of me. I want Charles in charge of me. Awesome. <laughs> I thought you Neil Young was great too. Neil Young, we did that. We did the first one we did was. And you got to meet Neil too, right? Yeah, he came up. After the second time we did it, he came to the show and he goes, you know, um, uh, Pants on the Ground was my biggest hit I've had in 10 years. And <laughs> <laughs> wearing the floppy hat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just did a whip my hair thing with Springsteen. We had yeah. Springsteen on. Oh, you met him too? Dude, that was the most fun. Springsteen was the best. That guy was like, he came for the whole show. Yeah. And he brought his own sunglasses from the Born to Run yeah. tours. Yeah. Mirrored sunglasses, 78. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, I was like, hey, I'll, I'll do the thing. You want to do a thing? <laughs> Uh, let's play, let's play, let's play some, let's, we'll do something. So we, we recorded Neil Young doing Whip My Hair. Willow Smith, Will Smith's daughter has a song called I Whip My Hair, Back and Forth, I Whip My Hair. So it's like a pop song. Yeah. So this is Neil Young and Bruce Springsteen doing that. We just tried to make it more folky and nice. We're like... Whip my hair back and forth Whip my hair back and forth, just whip it. Whip my hair back and forth, you gotta whip your hair. This <laughs> is like, just from Neil, so Neil guy. Like, All the ladies, if 
you feel me? Whip your hair. Do it, do it. Whip your hair. Whip your hair. Don't ask if it's long or short. Whip your hair. Do it, do it. Whip your hair. Whip your hair. And then over on like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's like the most ridiculous. And that was one of the hardest. I go, don't laugh. Just don't laugh. Just, gosh, we make it through this without laughing. This would be so great. And he was so into it. And Bruce at, was? Oh, and at the end, he posed on me like the uh, born to run over. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Elbow on the shoulder. Well, I'll tell you, man. I think you're doing a great job, and it's uh, it's great talking to you. And well, I Let's and do this again, because this is always fun. I, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. They, like... They, they 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 keep me entertained. They're just you get some great interviews, man. You're but really good. I, I I appreciate talking to a guy that's not uh, ashamed to be a fan and has such a, a love of music and show business in a way. And uh, and you're you're putting you know good things out there, man. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thanks for talking to me. Mark Mary. That was my chat with uh, Jimmy Fallon. A truly nice guy. Now let's do a little plugging. And by the way, thank you, Jimmy Fallon, for uh, inviting me into your office and showing me your shit. All that cool, the guitars, the pickle in the ceiling. It was fun. Let's do some plugs, can we? Don't, don't, don't turn it off. Okay, I'm going to be in Edmonton at the comic strip tonight through the weekend. How about June 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th? That sounds right. Also, we're putting new episodes up at the pod shop. So you can go to WTFPodShop.com, and there's all kinds of cool new episodes up there. Patrice, Jim Norton, Zach Galifianakis, Atal, uh, there, you know, uh, Dane Cook, Louis C.K., Many of the great shows are up there now. You can also go to iTunes and search for WTF Premium and do that. What else do I want to tell you? This is pretty important. I am doing a benefit on June 29th at the Will Turn Theater, the big-time comedy show. It's a Geraldo family benefit. This benefits Greg Geraldo's family. Uh, it's got an amazing lineup to show. Attell, Tosh, Whitney Cummings, Jeff Ross, Bill Burr, Ralphie May, Andy Kindler. Uh, you can go to LiveNation.com uh, slash events, I think. But that's uh, June 29th at the Will Turn Theater, the big-time comedy show, a Geraldo family benefit. What else do I need to tell you? Is there something else I need to tell you? Oh, yeah, Live WTF, June 28th at the Steve Allen Theater with Neil Hamburger, Rob Hubel, uh, Seth Morris, Aparna Nancherla, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Eddie Pepitone, and, of course, Jim Earl. That's June 28th at 8 p.m. at the Steve Allen Theater. Get yourself some JustCoffee.coop. God, I haven't done one of those plugs in a while, but that's okay. You can get that at WTFPod.com. You can also get on the mailing list. You can pick up the apps. You can do all the business there. God, I got to go. I got to go. I think that's it. Okay. Bye-bye.